Well, good morning, church. How are y'all today? Good. Well, it's so good to be with you. It's just an honor that Pastor Kyle asked me to come to speak to y'all. I just hear amazing things about this church and about y'all. And you guys have an amazing pastor. Do y'all know that? Yes, he is just the best. I, Cody and I just have an amazing respect for him and Courtney. We just think that they're the best. And as we continue, we're going to continue this week, just like he said in our series, Winning the War in Your Mind, based off Craig Groeschel's book. And y'all, this is an amazing, an amazing resource. And I've had the opportunity to go through it, and I'm just so excited for us to dive in together. But first, I want to just kind of introduce um, myself, just tell you a little bit about me, and I wouldn't be me without my family. So I just want to show a couple of pictures. So this is my husband, Cody. Um, We've been married about four years now, and we have been up here in Grand Rapids for about a year now, and we are both pastors at Frontline. So just like Pastor Kyle said, I'm the student pastor, like the youth pastor, and my husband works with adults, so he's the connections pastor there at Frontline. And we have a fur baby. Her name is Leela. She's our whole world, so I just had to show a picture of her. (laughs) And um, so we just, we love being here in Grand Rapids. We moved up here from Atlanta, Georgia, and we're originally from the east side of Michigan. So we are just so glad to be back here, and this feels like home to us. Um, We love, obviously, taking her for walks and going for bike rides. We just love this area. And y'all, I've been getting into American Idol. Has anybody else been watching American Idol lately? Oh man, if anybody wants to talk about the top 10 after service, let me know. I'd be thrilled to talk about it because it's really exciting. We've been into that lately. So anyway, I want to get back to the winning the war in your mind. But we're talking a lot today and in this segment about rewiring our minds and what does that look like. But have y'all ever been in a house or a building and the switches and the wires are all messed up? So like you turn on a switch and it turns on the dishwasher or like you turn in a, you turn on a switch and it's supposed to like turn on the lights in that room, but it turns on the lights in the other room. Or there's always that one switch. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And it doesn't do anything. And we're like, what, why is this here? I feel like every house I've ever been into or building, there's always a switch like that. Um, Cody and I, we lived in an apartment in Atlanta, and it was wired so, it was just so out of whack. So what happened was, is that the microwave and the outlet for the TV and the bathroom, like everything electrical, they were all wired together and like literally all in the same. And so we would turn on the microwave and it would be going for like 20 seconds and then it would just like go off like that. And we're like, what the heck? And so we'd have to go downstairs and like flip all the switches and then it would do the same thing over and over. Well, we figured out that because it was all, the wiring was all messed up, that if we had even one thing plugged in on the bat in the bathroom, that it would like short everything. And so we're like, oh my gosh. And so... When things are wired incorrectly, things don't work like they should, right? Right. And what we're going to be talking about today is that many of us, we have our wires crossed and our wires messed up in our minds or they're stuck in ruts. Like we believe a certain thing or we believe a certain lie from the enemy that has us stuck in a rut and being in that pattern or living that story out in our life over and over. And the Lord is inviting us today to rewire our minds to how he created them. 
and to think and be who he has created to be. Because the Lord wants us to win the war in our minds. But to do that, here's what we have to do. We have to understand and identify the areas and the ruts and the things that are rewired and crosswired in our minds. Because what we have to do is we have to rewire our brain to renew our mind. Now, Pastor Kyle said that y'all like talk back and you're good with that. Yeah? Amen, church? Okay. So tell your neighbor, rewire to renew. Somebody tell your neighbor, rewire to renew. That's what we're going to talk about the whole day today. Rewire to renew. And you're like, Mariah, how do we do that? How do we rewire to renew? What does that look like? So for some of us, like our ruts look different, right? Like there's so many different things based on our life experience that we can get stuck in a rut about and our wires can get crossed. Like maybe for you, it's you're, you're really wanting to commit to not argue with your spouse and you really don't want to be grouchy anymore. And in my house, we call that being a mean stink. And I have been accused of that several times. Um, and you just don't want to do that anymore. You want to be kind to your spouse. But you're like, Mariah, I just keep trying that and trying that, but I'm stuck in a rut. And no matter how hard I try, I was something flips a stri- switch and I get stressed. And then I'm a grouch again. Maybe you worry nonstop. And anxiety is a huge part of your life, even though you know that the Lord is calling you to more and wants a more fuller life for you that is free from that. Or maybe you freak out because your credit card bill is so high, but what you do is that you don't stick to the budget that you've set and you keep buying the unnecessary things and keep getting more and more debt, even though you know that you want things to be different you know that something has to change. But these are the things that we're used to, right? Like when we're stuck in a rut, when our minds are crossed that way, when they're wired that way, we're used to those things. Actually, our brain, it kicks in. And when we do the things that we normally do, we're fed something called dopamine in our brain. It's a feel-good chemical. It's telling our brains when we do something that we're used to, it's like, oh yeah, you're doing it right. This is what you're supposed to be doing. This is what's supposed to be going on. But God has a different plan. God wants to renew and win the war in your mind. So I want to take a look to what he has to say in Romans 8, 5 through 6, about what the heck we've got going up on here and what God's word has to say to it. So you can turn if you have your paper Bible with me, or I'll also have it up here on the screen. And again, that's Romans 8, 5 through 6. And I've got the New Living Translation. Here's what God says. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about the things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. And after that, you might be like, ooh, girl, who she thinks she is saying that my mind's sinful. But really what, well, it's Paul. That's him saying it, not me. But what he's trying to say there is that, you know, we live in a fallen world, 
right? Because of Adam and Eve and they sin, we live in a fallen world that has sin in it. And so our minds, our thinking have that natural bend towards sin. And so if we let sin control it, if we let our flesh control our mind, well, that leads to separation from God. That leads to spiritual death. But if we let the Holy Spirit, literally God, control our minds and transform us, well, that leads to life and peace. And I don't know about y'all, but I would love a little bit more of life and peace going on up here, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Amen. Come on. I'm here with that. We're working on that with my, with my teens. We're working on like talk back and amen. And so I'm like, can I get an amen church? And they're like, amen, Mariah. It's, it's a great time. I love it. I love it a lot. And I'm like, hallelujah. And they, they try. They try their best. So we want some more life and peace. That's why God is calling us to renew and rewire our minds. But y'all, we're not the only ones who have ever faced this before. Paul is writing way back when to the people in Rome, to the Romans, because they were facing wars in their mind and they were believing lies in the enemies. Now they look, might look a little bit different than what we face today, but they're pretty similar. And we're going to talk about that. So some of the lies that they believed is that Caesar, the person that ruled over them, that he was actually God, that he was the Lord of their life. The second was that war is the way to peace. They had a lot of wars going on. Worshiping and sacrificing to multiple gods. They had a lot of idols, a lot of different kinds of pagan worship going on, and they had a lot of promiscuity in relationships. A lot of unhealthy things were going on. And you're like, Mariah, but that was so long ago. Like that doesn't even apply to us today. But y'all, I was thinking about it. And these things were not so different than the Romans way far long ago. Because I was thinking like Caesar is Lord. That's something that they believed. But how many people do we know put political figures, put rulers or people in power, like they put all their trust in them? How many people do we know do that? Or we might not worship to statues or to gods or things like that. But how easy is it for us to have idols in our own life? Whether that's money, um, our jobs, friendships, like people and the people that we love. How many times have we put those things above the Lord? It's not that hard and we're not that different. War is the way to peace. Y'all, we've got a war in Ukraine going on right now. And also we have seen that there's division in our country over topics and we war against each other. Promiscuity in relationships. I, I'm sure that we know of someone in our life that has had an emotional, sexual affair, even in the church. This is not that much different from what we have going on today. But God was calling them and he's calling us to something different. We rewire our brain to renew our mind. And I want y'all to listen to what Paul writes in the later part of his letter to the Romans because he has all of this in mind. And so he wants to address it and be like, listen, y'all, this is what you need to do. Now, this is the message paraphrase. And I love it because it puts it in more common language. So it's easier for us to understand and it helps me to break it down better. 
So this is what it says in Romans 12, 1 through 2. And it'll be up here on the screen. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly to respond to it. Unlike the culture around you always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. I love that. I love that's what it says. I love how it says, instead, fix your attention on God. He'll change you from the inside out. Other versions talk about God renewing our minds. Paul is literally calling the people to focus on God, to set their minds on him. And then as a result of that, that's when the transformation happens. That's when the change happens. It's funny because science actually affirms what Paul is talking about in the New Testament, this renewing your mind. It's called neuroplasticity. Somebody say neuroplasticity. It's a mouthful, I know. Neuroplasticity, yeah. So that is how our brain literally renews and gathers information and is renewing it and retaining it. And in the disease Alzheimer's, people that have that, that is what is affected, their neuroplasticity, right? Because they can remember oftentimes like events way back in when they had a birthday in 1968, but they can't remember what they had for breakfast and that new information that's renewing all the time for us. So in those moments, they can remember the things that are deeply rooted in their minds, but not renewing in the current, in the present. The book, Winning the War of Your Mind, like how we're talking about right now, Craig Rochelle, he talks about this, um, this area in Alaska. There's so many reasons why I don't want to live in Alaska, but this just tops it off for me. I can't even, Michigan in the winter, wow, I can't even imagine Alaska. But Alaska in their summer, I don't know, summer, um, they have these things that the mud is so bad that they have these signs on the roads that talks about ruts. And it says, this rut goes on for 60 miles. So when you're on this road, you ain't getting off for another 60 miles. And I'm going to talk about, y'all, we have ruts in our mind. And when we are wired to believe a lie or wired to do a behavior, Sometimes I feel like we're not, I'm not getting off for another 60 miles because the rut is so ingrained and so entrenched in our behavior and what we've believed and done for years. I want to talk about the difference between a rut and a trench. So a rut is typically formed in mud and it's a nuisance, not great, a danger. A rut is unintentionally made has no purpose and requires repair, right? Like it has to be filled back in. Now, a trench is intentionally dug to deliver a necessary resource. A trench has a specific purpose and fixes an existing problem. So what y'all need to know is that basically a rut is not great 
And a trench is good. A trench is how we solve that. Because our brains, when they get into that rut, they start believing the lies that Satan has coming at them. And it goes on repeat and it goes after time, after time, after time. But trenches can do the same thing, but for good. Because trenches, they bring truth. But with time, repetition, and declaring the truth of God over that rut that Satan has in your life. God wants to rewire your brain to renew your mind. And I'm going to be real with you. Rewiring and digging trenches is the hard part. It takes work. Thinking new thoughts instead of the old negative ones and believing the old lies. Y'all, it takes work and it takes taking out your shovel and just going at it. I want to talk to y'all about a rut that has been in my life for a long time and how I am trying my very best to dig a trench of truth with the Lord's help. So a rut that I have just faced probably since high school, so for quite some time now, um, is that of anxiety and worry. So I felt in my, oh man, I remember even back in high school, um, like sometimes I would feel anxious, like worried that my grades weren't going to be good enough, that I wasn't going to be a success, that I wasn't going to make it. And because of that, I would have like heart palpitations, like I couldn't think straight sometimes. And I find myself even now sometimes in busy, stressful situations I can't sleep at night. I have those same heart palpitations. And I've gotten to the point even lately where it's like, Lord, this is such a rut in my life. And even as I was preparing for this message, I'm like, Lord, this is a rut in my life that I know you want to transform and that you want me to dig dig a trench of truth. Like, what do you say about this? And so I... As I was preparing, I just took about 15 minutes. That's really all it took. And I searched scripture all over. It didn't matter where it was. And I searched scripture that talked about worry and anxiety because that was the rut. That was something that I was facing. And I thought about that scripture. So I just took one and I took that one scripture. And when I kind of felt, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this this week or kind of just a busy, slam-packed week. I took that scripture and it was Psalm 23. And it was like, okay, no, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. And I want to be honest with you. I have to dig that trench almost every single day. And I have to repeat that whenever I feel the enemy start bringing that lie. Oh, you're not going to make it. You're not going to do this right. You're going to mess up. I'm like, no. And I have to stop dead in my tracks because those ruts can go on for miles. And you can start spiraling. But I say, no, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. I have all that I need. I don't know what your rut is for you in your life. We're going to give you a second to kind of think about this, but I want to talk about how we practically can renew our mind. 
And we've got two steps for you. We kind of touched on this already, but the first one is identify ruts in community so that you can dig new trenches of truth. So the first is identify ruts in community. That's what we're doing right after service, right? We're having a meal together. We're sharing. We're talking about the service. And we're talking or being real with each other about what is the lies that Satan has lied to us about for maybe a long time or even maybe just lately. Talking about the ruts in community to expose them to the light. God's word says that Jesus is the light and in him there is no darkness. So when we bring those things, when we bring those lies out of the dark into the light, y'all, there's freedom and there's healing in the name of Jesus. And so that's why we do it. That's why we talk about it. That's why we bring it with our friends and that we, our church family that we trust. Number two is that we dig trenches of truth. When we meditate and we declare those truths of God's word. So just like I was telling y'all that how I declare and say Psalm 23 in my mind or find a different verse every single week. What is that lie? And then what is the opposite truth in God's word that you need to declare and that you need to continually dig that trench in over and over again, declaring that in your life? I don't know what those ruts are for you. That might be something like, hey, I, I struggle with anxiety too, Mariah. Or I just feel like I can't rest or unwind after work. And so I have a couple of beers and maybe a little too many. And maybe it's looking at that rut of I need that to unwind and looking at the real problem of, no, I need, I need rest. And I need rest in the Lord. Or I need a person to talk about what's going on. What is that for you? Maybe that's how you view yourself. And every time you look in the mirror, you're like, oh, I'm not good enough. Or somebody looks way better than me. I can't believe how I let myself go. What does God's word say about you? And how can you speak that over yourself? The word says that you are beautifully and wonderfully made. You are made on purpose for a purpose. How can we remind and declare every day? We rewire our mind. So God can renew our mind. I want to invite you. And as the band comes up, I want to, I want to invite you to just listen and maybe even start to identify some ruts in your own life, some lies that you've believed from Satan. And I want, I'm going to read Psalm 23 over you. I know it's helpful for me and I want you to even just meditate, even just for this minute, on this trench of truth about who God says that you are and who he says that he is. I'm going to read from the, the Passion Translation, so it might be a little bit different than what you're used to, but I just love how it paints this picture about who God is and how he's our shepherd. So if you would, would you just close your eyes? I'm going to read this over you, and then we're going to worship. Hear God's word from Psalm 23. Yahweh is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers me a resting place 
in his luxurious love. He tracks me to an oasis of peace near the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me the right path and leads me along his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Even when your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me, for you already have. Your authority is my strength, my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast, even when my enemies dare to fight. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my cup overflows. So why would I fear the future? Only goodness and tender love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. Amen and amen. Would you rest in that today?